This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. This is day 39 of our summer road trip, Saturday, August 17th. And today we woke up um, in the National Forest just north of Yellowstone in the Custer Gatlin National Forest. And we had a awesome view last night. We we're kind of like on this mountainside. So as you go up um, the mountain from Gardner, which is at the north entrance of Yellowstone, you kind of go up this winding forest road that goes along the side of the mountain. And we found, um, well, last night I kind of um, went throughout the forest roads trying to find the best spot. Yeah, and but, I kind of, um, once we were back in the trees, because for the longest time on the forest road, you're just in like open mountain and can see all the rolling mountains in the sky. And then after about like 45 minutes of driving down the forest road, you're back in the trees. And yeah, you're like on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, and Andy kept saying, let's just keep going. Let's see if there's something better on the other side. And I just wanted to be back out in the openness of the mountains. I didn't want to be in trees. I wanted to be in mountains. I can be in trees in Minnesota. Yeah, and I just wanted to be like more secluded. And yes, I still wanted a view, but I just wanted to know if the road opened up more for a better view because the ones that had good views... Um, you could kind of still hear the highway a little bit, see the cars. So I wanted a more um, wilderness experience uh, without the car headlights coming down the road because that was a big thing. I mean, we had a ton of cars coming out of Yellowstone. We could basically see the north entrance from where we were camping. Yeah, there was cars coming all night. Yeah, and it was just like a steady stream of headlights coming down the road, and we were just watching them from our sight. So yeah, anyways, we didn't really find anything other than stuff in the trees way back on the forest road. So we had seen this one campsite that was basically at the beginning, and uh, we drove back there. Nobody had taken it, luckily, so we parked there and set up the tent. Um we're still sleeping in the car, but we wanted to set up the tent just to save it for the next night since we will be going to Yellowstone tomorrow with Sarah's parents. Um, we ended up um, getting here today, though, um, or getting here yesterday, and then woke up in our car and had breakfast, took in the views of the mountains around us, and... We decided we needed to do a hike this morning because, yeah, we had been in the car for a while uh, the last couple days. So we wanted to do a hike while Sarah's parents were exploring Mammoth Springs, and we found a couple trailheads as we were driving yesterday that are just down the road. So... We ended up going back down the road to one of those, and it was um, the Leduc area of the National Forest here, and there's just this trailhead that was right off the road, easy to find, 
and we started up the trail and it just kind of switchbacks along the side of a mountain until you get up towards the top. Yeah, and for the longest time until you get to the top, you can see the road for a long time. The road and the Yellowstone River. We could see people rafting down the river. Yeah, it seems to be a very popular river to um, white water raft. However, the rapids are very calm. So there's a lot of groups that you, they didn't even have helmets on. So um, I forget there's there's classes of rapids like one through, I believe, five. And I think one is the calmest. So I would guess this is a one. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty slow. <laughs> yeah. We also saw some. There's a couple um, fly fishermen out there. There's a couple people in this little raft that were fishing out of it, too. So it seems to be a very popular um, and recreated river there. So, yeah, we went up the side of this mountain. We passed one uh, group of people. It looked like a family. And they're like, oh, people, finally. <laughs> they were coming down as we were going up. Yeah, that there was only one other car at the trailhead and that was theirs yeah (laughs) and so yeah we talked to them and asked them if they saw any wildlife the the guy said yeah they saw some deer and if you looked across the river into the field you could see a bunch of elk but that was all the wildlife they had seen so we hiked up and yeah, as we got higher, we looked across and we yeah, we saw this big herd of elk that were just feeding in a field. And we got to the top and there was there was these bones again. Um and we kept as we were walking finding more and more and Daisy had a a fun time kind of chewing and chasing some of them. Yeah, she wanted to go forage because she saw us foraging our huckleberries the other day, so she was feeling left out. She had to forage some bones. Yeah, it was definitely a large elk, and (laughs) some of those bones were, I mean, they looked like they had been there for a little while because they were kind of dried out from the sun and stuff, and no meat left on them, so some critter had been eating them uh not sure exactly what it was but they were kind of scattered and some of them we found in like a bush too i found the two um front shoulder blades of the elk just kind of like buried in this bush um so it looked like some something had stashed it away (laughs) and um yeah we we kept going down the trail and we were just gonna keep going it looked like the trail went for a while and it went to the top and then down the backside and there's this um creek that flowed through the backside of the mountain yeah and like once you got to the backside like i said then you really felt like you were out in the wilderness you couldn't hear any cars you couldn't see the road or anything and it was very lush and green yes um, whereas the the front side of the mountain where we had come up originally it was very very dry and just like scorched from the sun there was yes. some cacti cacti um just sagebrush and just dirt um but yeah it was c- kind of a completely different side we found some raspberries growing we found some other berries that we weren't quite sure what they were but the raspberries we picked some of those and ate a handful and those were delicious we still didn't see any wildlife um 
we were hoping that, you know, there'd be something on this greener side, maybe some elk. I mean, there's signs of elk everywhere, but I think they must have been the ones that um, were across the river over in the field. Um, there, uh, we just decided eventually just to start heading back. We had been hiking for, I don't know, an hour and a half or two hours almost. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it had already been about like four and a half miles at that point. So yeah, we decided we got to a point where we we didn't want to go down the mountain anymore just to go back up and back to the car. So turned around and um, started hiking back and we actually let Daisy off leash for quite a while because there was nobody around and you could see down the trail quite a ways too. So if anybody was coming, we would just grab her right away. But I had originally, yeah, left, gotten her off the leash when we discovered those bones so she could kind of go forage for herself and and kind of sniff them out and everything. So do, do what doggies do with bones. <laughs> But uh, we, she did very well off leash. Um, it was kind of interesting to watch her because I'd never really trained her off leash before. But as we we're hiking on the trail, um, Sarah would be ahead of me, and I was kind of videoing on the GoPro and um, looking for signs of wildlife and kind of going slower. So Daisy it was interesting, was like right behind Sarah and it seemed like she was just like out protecting Sarah while I was kind of back and she would look back for me every once in a while just to make sure that I was I was still coming. Yeah, she would like stop as I would keep hiking on. <laughs> yeah, so she's a very good trail dog and um, as long as there's no, uh, no things to distract her on the trail like other dogs or other people. Um, she does very well with us. Or other wildlife. <laughs> yeah. We didn't really run across any, so I don't know exactly what she would have done if there were squirrels or chipmunks out there, if she would have been as disciplined as she was as we were out there with her. So, um, yeah, it was cool to see see her work like that. It seemed like she was she had that instinct of a herding dog to just kind of stick with the owner and protect and kind of herd down the trail because that's kind of what she was doing with you is just like going side to side around you and just making sure that everything's good and we're going down the trail still. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of her natural habitat. She just like fit into that environment so perfectly. Yeah, and then I actually there was a couple times where I called her and to come and she came flying down the trail, sat right in front of me, and then I'd be like, okay, heel, and then I'd say, go find Sarah, and she would run up to Sarah, she would run down the trail, and it, yeah, it was cool to watch. We had a couple videos of it, too, that we'll end up putting on our blog on hikingthroughlife.net, um, and then once we got back towards the car, though, we had to put her back on the leash, because... Even though we were the only car in the parking lot, we didn't want her running down to the road or anything like that. So, um, leashed her back up and then headed out. Um, we met up with Sarah's parents then in the afternoon. Uh, we ended up just going to their 
B&B that they were staying at. And we decided to do dinner, so um, you guys ran into town. Yeah, they uh, went and got burgers because there's a grill at the Yellowstone Basin Inn that they are staying at. So we decided to grill burgers and have salad and some huckleberry ice cream. Yeah. And actually, while they went in and into town to go get some food, Sarah and I showered. Yes, Um, our second shower of the trip. Took advantage of the amenities. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we also introduced them to the Trekking the National Parks board game that we had played the other day. Yeah, and it was um, a different experience to play with more than two people. I kind of like it with more than two people because the game can go a lot different ways and it makes the game take longer. Yeah, it took a lot longer, actually, because, there's, yeah, there's definitely different strategies when playing with more people versus just uh one-on-one type deal that Sarah and I had played the other day. Um, but, yeah, the burgers were delicious. Daisy was doing well. I mean, the place doesn't allow pets inside, so we had to kind of stay out on the porch, and it was very cool, so... uh I let Daisy in the car and just kind of rolled the windows down, and she stayed cool in the breeze. And it was just, like, right across the um, the parking lot from where we were at on the uh, porch there. So Yeah, she could see us the whole time. She only barked at some people that were checking in, but other than that, she behaved very well. And she actually laid down and kind of slept while we were playing our board game and eating dinner. So yeah, it was good to see Sarah's parents, and tomorrow we'll be going to Yellowstone with them. Yeah, we are going to be putting Daisy in doggy daycare for the day. We found a kenneling place here called Quinceanera Kennels. That's about a half hour um, away from where we're staying. Yeah, so Daisy will be away from us for the first time during the trip. Um... I think she'll do well, but we just wanted to kind of let her have her day instead of being cooped up in the car, as well as us being able to kind of do what we um, want to do in Yellowstone and just see as much as we can, because Yellowstone is also one of those parks where you cannot have the dogs on any trails, um, obviously any buildings, so... The only place she could be is either in the car or get out in the parking areas. Um, So we just, and we'll all be taking one car too, so we don't want to be crammed in a car. I think she'll enjoy these kennels too. It's all outdoors. They have these like four by six um, enclosed, um, well I guess they're not fully enclosed, it's just chain link um, kennels with dog houses in and it's the dogs just stay outside, and I think she's gonna love just being in the outdoors. And they take them out every um, every so often to do some exercise. So I think it's once in the morning, once in the afternoon. So we did tell them to keep her away from other dogs, which they said that that's totally fine. They run into that with other dogs too. So sometimes they'll. If the dog is socialized, um, they will let all the dogs play together. But since Daisy's not, they said, yeah, that's fine. 
the dog can just be out alone, um, get an exercise, and go back into her kennel. But it'll be good for us, a little bit of relief, and I think it'll be good for Daisy too, just so she's not cooped up in the car all day. So with that, I think we're going to head back to our campsite um, from Sarah's uh, parents B&B here. The stars are out, and... Yeah, we need to get some good sleep tonight, because tomorrow's going to be an early morning. We plan on getting up by about uh, 5 a.m. and dropping Daisy off by 6 a.m. Yeah, it'll be very early morning for us, so we'll get some sleep, and we will share our Yellowstone adventures with you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.